Louise Bedford here. Just before we kick off with today's show, I wanted to let you know that for one week only, you can get up to 84% off a selection of my most popular trading education products available through tradinggame.com.au. Make no mistake. Your financial future is in your hands. So check out the audios, videos, and study courses that I have available at tradinggame.com.au. Now's your chance to develop your skills as a trader for up to 84% off, but only for the next week. Let's get on with the show. Hello and welcome to Talking Trading. I'm financial journalist Caroline Stephen. In today's episode, we take a look into the wonderful world of options with options expert James Ramelli from Alpha Shark Trading. James is a dedicated follower of unusual options activity, big block option orders that indicate where smart money flows from large institutions. Where the institutions put their money is where James wants to follow suit and it means that he's ahead of retail traders and it gives him home runs in the market. We get a good insight into James's trading today and we hear the advice he gives to people new to the options market. James is a regular guest on Bloomberg TV and CNB. He's been published in CME, Groups, Open Markets and Futures Magazine. We welcome him here today to Talking Trading, all the way from the windy city of Chicago. James Ramelli, hello and welcome to Talking Trading. Thank you very much for having me, Caroline. How are you? We are well all the way from Chicago we are speaking and your Chicago accent is thick and fast across the airwaves. (laughs) Thank you. It's really interesting to hear someone say that I have an accent. I I normally don't hear that from people. (laughs) James, how would you describe your trading style? So my trading style surrounds uh, pretty much only equity options. I have traded a lot of markets in the past, futures, options on futures, outright equities. And in general, it has been equity options that have provided me what I believe to be the most edge over the general trading public. And we get that edge here at Alpha Shark Trading by looking at institutional order flow. So it's a little bit different of a way of trading than what most retail traders would normally be doing, looking at charts and things like that. What we're looking at is real-time buying and selling of large blocks of equity options in the equity options market by taking a look at all of the order flow across every single equity options exchange in the U.S. and then flagging the most suspicious or unusual looking trades and then using that as a proxy to try and figure out what big hedge funds or institutional money is doing with their risk capital. And what they're doing with their risk capital is what I want to do with my risk capital because these are the guys that are out there creating the momentum. So if I know where they're putting their money, I have a leg up on the rest of the trading public. That's your leading edge. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, it can kind of uh, be counterintuitive to some people. Generally speaking, um, we hear a lot about how hedge funds tend to underperform the market, but most hedge funds underperform the market because they are out there actively hedging their positions. And that 
does have a little bit of cost associated with it. But what we're looking for is the order flow that comes from the traders that have better reads on things than a retail trader could ever hope to. Now, I don't want to say that what we're looking for is 100% insider trading or re- uh, institutional traders that are trading with information that they're not supposed to have. But this type of trading style where we're seeking out unusually large options orders oftentimes ends up being order flow driven by that insider knowledge. So it's an approach to trading that gets me in with institutional money on the momentum side and can also help me get into some really big home run type plays if they're trading those options positions with knowledge that they're not supposed to have. And, you know, unfortunately, we all like to, you know, we all like to think that everyone out there is playing by the rules and especially on the institutional side because they're working with so much capital. But, you know, there has been studies that have been done that says if you take a look at all of the M&A deals, merger and acquisition announcements that happened over the past two years or so in the U.S., about 25 percent of the time, there was some type of unusual options activity leading that deal, indicating that traders are out there trading options with info they're not supposed to have. Why options? What is it about equity options that make them ideal for you? So. That is one of the reasons why I like to trade options is because unlike equities, unlike futures, looking at the order flow in individual equity options, I can see exactly where institutional money is putting all of their risk. You know, there's this idea of off-exchange liquidity, and a lot of retail traders don't even consider this when they're looking at price action in a stock or a futures contract or a currency pair. But in equities, outright equities, the vast majority of that volume takes place off of the exchange where private parties are trading with each other in dark pools. That doesn't exist for options. So for options, I feel like I'm able to get a lot more edge because I can actually see where it is they're putting their money. I can see it happening in real time. When I look at the uh, NICE volume, the New York Stock Exchange volume at the end of the day, I know that that really only represents a fraction of all the stock that has traded in the world that day on American equities. And I can't actually see all of that volume without being members of these dark pools. So it's a way for me to kind of get around the hidden volume that would be a problem in futures or equities. And it is also a much easier way to spot out opportunities because institutional traders that are trading options on individual stocks, they have a better read on those individual names than they could on you know, the, the broader market like the S&P or the Dow. You know, I talked a little bit about how we tend to find some institutional traders coming in and doing insider trading with <laughs> options. It's not like those guys have a read that the S&P is going to do a hostile takeover bid for the Dow or that <laughs> at gas and crude oil are going to merge. Right, So that type of dynamic doesn't exist in those markets. It, it does in equity options, and I'm able to you know, at least have a chance of, of finding those huge home run winning trades by following options order. What technical indicators do you use in your trading? So I wouldn't necessarily consider myself a very technical trader, but I do think that technical analysis has a place in everybody's trading plan. And one of the main indicators that I like to use is called the Ichimoku Cloud. And it's an indicator that I think most retail traders who are unfamiliar with it shy away from at first because when you look at it, it's a rather intimidating looking set of studies. There's a lot of lines. There's a big shaded area that kind of uh, indicates um, – lines in the sand in terms of support and resistance, but it's something that I like to use because it's really simple and it doesn't really take that much technical analysis knowledge to use. So <laughs> anyone um, listening can can look up the Ichimoku cloud. There's a wealth of information on it online and pretty much every major uh, 
discount broker, at least in the United States, offers it as part of their charting package. And if you know you don't have a broker that does, there's a ton of different places you can get it online. But it's a very simple indicator that just helps me confirm the strength of trend and momentum. And when I'm looking to see where institutional money is trading equity options, it's really important for me to know the strength of trend and what the general direction is of momentum. Because just because someone comes in and buys a big block of -of out-of-the-money calls doesn't necessarily mean that they think the stock is going higher. Institutions use options to hedge as well. And I don't want to be buying an institutional trader's hedge because they're expecting that to go to zero. I want to be buying the speculative order flow and confirming trend using the cloud helps me do that really easily and quickly. Do you consider yourself a technical trader? No, like I said, I wouldn't necessarily consider myself a technical trader. I use technical analysis as a method to confirm my thoughts and beliefs on other setups that I get by following unusual options activity. So for example, if I see an enormous block of calls being bought in um, Abercrombie and Fitch, and that was an order that we saw coming across the tape today. If I see an enormous block of calls being bought in Abercrombie and Fitch, I can use technical analysis and namely the Ichimoku cloud to help confirm whether or not that trader behind that order is actually expecting the stock to go higher or if they might have some more complex strategy at play. For example, today they bought those calls, but the chart, according to the cloud, was rather weak. I did not participate in the trade. What are the most important things a beginner trader has to keep in mind when trading options? So one of the most important things that a beginner trader must keep in mind when trading options is that they still do suffer from gap risk. Gap risk happens because equities do not trade all night and the markets close. So when pieces of news come out outside of regular market hours here in the US, and this happens all the time, there isn't enough there isn't, you know, a market that's open and allowing the traders to digest that news. And it's particularly important to realize that when you're trading options on individual equities. I might be long calls in stock XYZ and then after the bell today a trader um a, you know XYZ CEO might come out and say that he's being indicted for fraud and embezzlement and none of their earnings over the past 6 quarters are reliable because they have some issue with their accounting practices what's going to happen to that stock the next morning well it's going to gap lower by a significant amount and even if i had stop losses in place with my options positions those aren't really going to hold up so it's really important as a beginner trader, to at all times know what your maximum risk is, even if that maximum risk is something that only happens to you when the most unbelievable black swan out-of-the-box event that you never could have seen coming happens. (laughs) Because trust me, that's going to happen to you at least once in your trading career. (laughs) And you need to know at all times that when that does happen, you're not going to blow out your account because you had on more risk than you thought you did or you had on more risk than you realized you did. Options are generally viewed by the public as extremely risky securities to trade, are they? So that is definitely what the general non-options trading public believes. Whenever I meet people and I ask them why they trade stock and not options or why they trade futures and not options, you know, nine times out of ten the response is, I've always heard that they're way more risky. Can't I lose my entire life savings Mm. trading options? And the answer to the question is yes, you can very easily if you're not careful. But the approach to trading options that we take is one that never has me in a situation where I can lose an unlimited amount of money. A lot of the literature out there that 
tries to teach people how to trade options and tries to tell people what the best strategies are for trading options are very much focused on selling options and being short premium using options to create income. But while that is still a very valid way to trade options, it generally sets a trader up where they're in a situation where when they make money, they make a much smaller amount than when they lose money. And in general, that can lead to a very difficult kind of uphill battle in trading at all times. So options can be very risky if you are not responsible with the way you manage your risk. But if you're able to take a look at um, your risk and understand where all of it it lies at any given point, where you're exposed, you're actually able to set up uh, strategies and trades using equity options that are far less risky than trading the underlying stock and can be much more capital efficient, requiring a lot less upfront investment, which is great for everybody because wouldn't wouldn't we all like to have more cash lying around because it means that we're able to take opportunities that we otherwise wouldn't be able to. (laughs) What percentage of your trades are successful? So that is a statistic that I really, really don't like to talk about because it's really, really easy to have a super high percentage success rate. I can give you a strategy right now if you give me 15 seconds that'll make money 95% of the time. However, the 5% of the time that that strategy goes against you, you're going to lose every single nickel that you made the 95% of the time, the 95 (laughs) times out of 100 that it was right. So what we like to do is set up trades where my upside is a lot more substantial than my downside. So for example, last quarter, one of the strategies I do outside of order flow uh, watching is trading individual equities using option spreads ahead of catalyst events like corporate earnings. So what I'll do is I'll make a uh, decision on what direction I think the stock is going to gap after corporate earnings. And before the event or the announcement, I'll put on a spread that will give me, you know, two and a half to one at a bare minimum on every dollar that I risk. So for example, last quarter, I was only right 50% of the time. And that probably doesn't sound all of that impressive, but being right 50% of the time, if I'm winning three units when I'm right and losing one unit when I'm wrong, obviously I would give my right arm to guarantee that I'm right 50% of the time for the rest of my life, right? <laughs> on that 50% win rate, you know, we had an ROI in that portfolio of around 30%. So it can be, and that's over one quarter. So looking at winning percentage is a really, I think, kind of uh, misleading way to, to measure success. And I think that it can be really easy to kind of skew your success if you're using that as a metric to measure it. What does the options market have to say about current market conditions? So the options market in particular, uh, big block equity options trades driven by institutional traders has been dead quiet this past week. And my read on that is that institutional traders, just like all of us, are just going to sit on their hands until we get through the December Fed meeting. You know, there's a lot of uncertainty about whether or not we're actually going to see a rate hike in December. uh, Janet Yellen has done a lot to kind of make sure that that idea is still on the table and the Fed funds futures are actually confirming that they believe her a little bit here as well. But it seems like between now and then, we really lack for macro catalysts here in the U.S. We don't really have any big data releases. We're kind of near the tail end of our earnings cycle. Quiet. It's, It's a quiet time where we're just kind of being driven by headlines from overseas and idle speculation on the Fed. Right now, I've been focusing on really short-dated trades that have been uh, driven by catalysts like trading earnings. I've got on some uh, trades that are going to expire at the end of the week that I put on today, all driven by 
earnings that are coming out in individual equities this week. And that's typically what I'm trying to do. Most of our customers are, are positioning themselves that same way as well. You know, a lot of our uh, customers that I've spoken to today said that they've taken the rally in the S&P over the last two days as an opportunity to trim some of their long exposure and raise cash because at these levels, you know, we've rallied rather hard off of our lows, off of our recent lows. It can be very easy, especially when we have thinner volume around the holidays like this, for you know one shock to wash out all of that weak money or soft money in the market. So it creates risk, and we see that being um, telegraphed in the volatility index that we watch as well, the VIX, which measures kind of fear in the overall market. How can a retail trader use options order flow to get a better read on market momentum and the positioning of big money? So like I said, it's really the only place that you can get a view on market momentum and the positioning of big money in the market because of the way that equities trade using dark pools and so much of the volume is hidden from the actual price action and volume reporting that you might see coming from the NICE or any of the other public stock exchanges. Equity options give you a window into a world where they can't really hide their order flow, where all of these trades are going to be uh, quite a bit more obvious to anyone who's watching. And a retail trader can use that order flow to determine what it is big money or institutional traders are thinking about a particular stock, a particular index, a particular ETF at any given time. And unfortunately, it really is kind of the only way to hope to compete with them. These institutions have massive amounts of capital and way more manpower than I can ever hope to compete with. I can do all the analysis on the world that I want, spend you know another 100 hours a week outside of market hours doing research, but I'm always going to be limited by the fact that I'm just one person. I'm not going to be able to do as much work as a desk full of quants at a hedge fund are going to be able to do. But if I can get their trade, if I can see what the actual strategy that they landed on after they did all that research and analysis, then it doesn't matter that I don't have access to those other things that they do, be it better technology, more manpower to do analysis, or in some cases, like I said, insider information. What do you love about your job? Because it sounds like you really are passionate about it. So the thing that I love the most about uh, my job and trading in general is that no two days are really alike. At any given time, um, you know, you can see some pretty crazy things happen. And over the last three years of uh, watching the order, uh, watching order flow and trading here at Alpha Shark Trading, I've seen some pretty amazing things happen. And it's I'm, it never ceases to amaze me just how powerful this strategy can be. And one thing that um, people always say about trading in general is that when you're sitting in front of your computer all day behind the screen, it's kind of like uh, hours and hours of boredom, you know, punctuated by 10 to 15 seconds of panic every once in a while. And that's not for everybody. I find that to be, um, you know, I don't get bored when, when there's nothing going on in the market. There's always something to research. Final piece of advice to traders wanting to trade options. So my final piece to advice for traders that are new to options or who want to trade options is to get used to the idea and dynamics of options markets by trading a paper account before you're ready to put any actual money into it. I think a lot of traders get soured towards the options market because they trade stock or trade futures or trade currencies and think that switching over to options is going to be super easy and seamless, and it's not. Options are complex products. They have six different components that factor into the price and value of a contract. And for people that don't understand that, 
you know, it can be really easy to lose money and have no idea why. And that's really frustrating and it can sour your entire view towards what otherwise is a really fantastic product for retail traders to trade. So my advice is to do your homework, paper trade it for a while until you're comfortable with the different types of strategies. There's a lot of nomenclature that can confuse people as well. Make sure you're familiar with that. And then it should be pretty easy for you to step right in and start following order flow and using a trading strategy just like this. James, is there anything you'd like to offer our listeners? Yeah, so I'd like to offer them the chance to uh, contact me with any other questions that they might have about what it is we do here at Alpha Shark Trading or um, any questions they might have about options trading in general. So my email address is james at alphashark.com. That, again, that's james at alphashark.com. Shoot me an email. Um, you guys are in Australia, so if I don't respond right away, it's probably because I'm sleeping and it's a different day. <laughs> um, but uh, I do my best to respond within 24 hours. So if you have any questions at all, you would just like to chat about options a little bit more, just shoot me an email. I'd be more than happy to talk to you. James Romelli, all the way from Chicago. Fantastic to talk to you about options. Thank you for your interview. Thank you so very much for having me. And that's all we have for you today, guys. Stay tuned next week for another international trading name and market wizard himself, Dr. Van Tharp. I'm Caroline Stephen, and on behalf of the team, see you next time. You've been listening to TalkingTrading.com.au with Caroline Stephen. Make sure you are subscribed to this website to receive the very latest market views, commentary, and expert opinion. Tune in next week as we've got a bumper show planned. Bye for now. The views represented on Talking Trading are general in nature and do not take into account your objectives, financial situation or needs. Before acting on any of the information, consider its appropriateness in regard to your own situation.